Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, video games, TV shows, and more. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And it's the gaming episode. We did. (laughs) We should pat ourselves on the back because we were like, we, well, it's like a half pat on the back because we we were planning once, once a month or once every other month. Yeah. And And life happens. Yeah. But we did it. Like we're here. Yay. (laughs) Gold star. (laughs) Um, We try like we really want to try to do the anime gaming episodes regularly. And so since our schedule has changed to like one episode a week, that's going to be difficult to fit that in with like, you know, our regularly scheduled stuff like the Disney stuff. And like if we do a movie review or if we do a music episode. So we will probably aim to do one once every other month. So maybe in april question mark yeah Uh, yeah but don't hold us to this like we we know we should do better because like the gaming episodes do well and we enjoy these but it's just yeah the timing but yay we're here today so yay celebrate um how are you Corey? how you been um, I've been pretty good just, you know, trying to fight this humidity. Um, you know, all of my black viewers listening, not viewers, listeners, all my black listeners, you know how it is when this humidity starts in the spring. And so, of course, in Georgia, it rains quite frequently during this time of year. And there was literally a day where I did like a perm rod set and it looked so cute. And then I, I went outside and immediately I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's over. <laughs> I should have never left my house. yeah oh dang yeah and then um it's almost spring like what winter winter didn't the groundhog see a shadow or something they lied i haven't even been paying attention all i know is that it just got hot out of nowhere and i was like oh it must be spring and then you know what's crazy there was pollen on my car and my skin was itching (laughs) no that's listen it's only it's march 1st that means that happened in february that's crazy yeah um yeah, this is this is not a global warming podcast, but y'all, climate change real. This is we're supposed to be they said it was going to be a long winter. Long winter who? Where? Long winter. Where? Where? winter. <laughs> like we got a month we, of winter. Right, and it was like the cold, it was like 3 degrees and I was like, "Whoa." Huh? But then no snow, and then all of a sudden now it's springtime and it's March 1st and it's 75 degrees. Excuse me? Um, somebody lied, whether people, we need y'all to go back to work, figure this out. Um, yeah, if you are in the South, it is probably very hot. And if you're on the West coast, it's probably snowing question. Like what's happening? Like California has snow. Um, yeah. And it was just flooding for them too, as well. Oh, that's wild. Like weather, the weather is crazy. So whatever conditions you're experiencing, I hope you either stay warm or stay cold or stay safe because the weather's doing anything it wants to do. Um, yeah, I've been the same, just like the the weather is terrible and then just we're about to lose daylight savings going to happen eventually. And I'm scared because I don't I'm already exhausted. Don't want to lose another hour. Um, yeah, everything's been good. Work's doing fine. But that's not why we're here today. We are here because we've been playing some games recently that we really mm-hmm. wanted to talk about. Um, Corey, do you want to talk about your game you wanted to talk about today? Yeah, so I'll start off first. I well, 
I finished God of War in January. Today is March 1st. So yeah, it'll be like two months ago where I finished God of War Ragnarok, which is the sequel to God of War 2018, which is a reboot of the entire God of War series. Um, First of all, let me just say this game came out in November, sold 5 million copies in one week. Whoa. It is the highest. Yes. It's the highest selling first party, uh, game for playstation and it's still the record still hasn't been broken so wow yeah i think as of february 1st it has sold 11 million copies in total and it's in a playstation exclusive has sold right. 11 million it's copies not, like there's five ps5s on the market right now like like <laughs> y'all don't get it literally core you are the only person that i've actually been able to see has a physical ps5 in their house like i've not went to walmart it's like the it's like the cardboard. Nothing is there. So they've been you, back in stock recently, though. I'd have a couple of Twitter mutuals who've been able to get their hands on one. Right, I think it has gotten better. But like all of Christmas time, I was like, these things don't exist because you're telling me they're still not in Walmart. That's crazy. It's a myth. It's a myth. <laughs> it's a myth. So the fact that it sold that much on a myth console is crazy. Yeah. And I feel like I can't, I don't know what the stats are directly, but I think most of the sales were for the PS5 because God of War Ragnarok is on PS4 as well. But I I remember hearing that most of the sales of the 11 million sales were for PS5 versions of the game, which is like, oh, wow. But yeah. So let me just, this game, I just, I don't even know where to start. I should have wrote down some notes, but first thing i'm gonna say is i absolutely love this game um it's amazing i feel like it's one of the best stories told in a game it's not even like a very elaborate story but the way they handled it playstation is just very good at single player narratives like they that's their bread and butter so god of war ragnarok um spoilers for those who plan on playing the game we don't want to hear this nia do you plan on playing it i don't think you i don't think this is your game unless it goes to pc i probably won't play it (laughs) yeah um but god of war ragnarok follows up god of war 2018 um and basically in god of war ragnarok uh kratos who is the main character of all the god of war games and his son atreus uh they are kind of at first hiding from the Norse gods, uh, like Zeus and no, I'm sorry, not Zeus. I'm thinking of something else. Odin and Thor and all of them. Um, basically trying to avoid going to war with them, avoid having conflict with them because Kratos, frankly, he is tired of killing gods. He's been doing that f- for hundreds of years. And he's like, I just want to be a dad. I just want to look after my son. My wife is dead. Like, I just want to retire and live a peaceful life. But of course, his son, who is destined to cause mischief as he is supposed to be the Norse version of Loki, um, ends up getting them into a battle with the Norse gods, of course. And basically throughout the game you're just kind of watching Kratos become a better parent that's how I like that's not the main point of the game but that's what I love so much about it because like literally you're watching this gruff seemingly cold-hearted man a few words who we've all seen live this very rough and hard lifestyle and who used to be very violent 
and he's like genuinely trying to be a good father and trying to be good good to the people around him and doesn't want to live how he used to live and whatnot and so yeah like it was a couple of moments in the game where I literally sat there and was like damn like when I have a kid one day I gotta I gotta teach them because he kind of spinning right now like he's like hey, I'm learning I'm learning this I'm learning things <laughs> not not God of War being a parenting simulator no, love to literally it. it literally is a parenting simulator but with like a bunch of violence and action <laughs> uh, yeah speaking of violence and action um the combat is also very fun you know Nia and Marin were at my apartment and they saw me playing the game briefly they saw me oh Tori was here too they saw me dying frequently but I still think the combat was very fun I was playing on hard mode too so that's probably why I was dying so much um soundtrack is amazing I love the, the soundtrack works, though like I was playing on hard mode you, you <laughs> love to see it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I just like I could literally talk about this game for an entire hour, but because we've not done a gaming episode in so long, I don't want to spend too much time on it. So yeah, just to wrap it up, this game is like a nine point five out of ten for me. I love it. I'm probably gonna replay it soon. Probably gonna replay God of War twenty eighteen as well. Um, and it'll probably this probably will go in my top ten games of like all time. I really oh, wish wow. there was a letterbox for gaming. They need if there's not a letterbox for gaming, there needs to be. <laughs> Now, whoa, that's a big money, like, idea right there. Like, that the fact that no one's created that yet, please send us play- links if someone yeah, has made that kind so of thing. We've so many games, and we just forget about them because we move on to the next right. game. And we drop a bunch and, like, don't finish them. Ooh, that's a great, that's a great idea. Letterbox, um, question get on before, that. Yeah, right? Before you uh, finish the God of War, would you say that God of War Ragnarok is better than the first one? Um, you know what? I feel like it is personally because I feel I like the way it wrapped up in the end. The conclusion to the story was great. Um, and yeah, it's literally it's 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 just as good as God of War twenty eighteen, but they improved upon all the complaints people had about the previous game. So yeah, I mm. think it's better. Yeah, got you. And then question since this one is you say the story wrapped up do you think that they're going to do any prequels or sequels after this one i genuinely can't tell and i was talking to some people online about this like people like on discord and twitter and like the way this game ended okay major spoilers um skip this part if you don't want to hear how the game ends so basically the game ends with them um killing odin so they no longer have Hmm. to worry about the norse gods anymore um what else happens kratos realizes that this is a new era for him and he can now be a god of peace instead of a god of war um and then his son yeah it was actually a very sweet moment like so basically kratos's wife um fey she is a frost giant and like in norse mythology frost giants are known to be able to kind of see the future or like make prophecies and so she used to paint these prophecies on these I don't know how to describe it on these wooden panels and hide them throughout the realms. And so Kratos mm-hmm. found the very last prophecy she made before she died. And when he opened it up, it was like a, a panel of him being like revered and loved by the people because he Aww. saved them. And he started crying. And I was like, bro, Kratos is crying. <laughs> Kratos. That's amazing. Kratos crying. Yeah. There are so many moments in this game where he was vulnerable. I need a man like that. Like literally, he was the, the strong, silent type who was also vulnerable. But yeah. And then Atreus 
um, he goes off to see if he can find the other frost giants because the only one he's been able to find so far, I mean, there's been a couple, but the one he's been able to find so far who is also kind of like human presenting is the black girl, Angraboda, if you've seen her before. Angraboda, I remember, yes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. wait, she's black? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's his future wife, apparently, according to the lore. What? Yeah. So he goes, off, he goes off to try to find the other frost giants, um... There's a scene with him and Angraboda like hugging, like, oh, okay, I'll see you soon. And she's like, bye. And he goes off. And so I don't know if there's going to be another game because, like, at the end of the game, when it's done, like, you can still go around the world and, like, help repair some things, like, some, like, mm, you know, after game content. But other than that, they haven't really said whether or not this is the last God of War that's going to be in the Norse mythology. I kind of feel like maybe they'll make another game in the future that's, like, about Atreus. And like what he's doing, like a spinoff, that would be kind of cool. But also, people will probably miss Kratos because like he is God of that's the face of God of War, right? Yeah. Other than, and then there's rumors. There's been rumors for such a long time that they're gonna do like God of War Egyptian mythology. Because first it was God of War Greek <gasps> mythology, then this this current one is God of War Norse mythology, and now they think the next one is God of War Egypt. So we'll see Ooh, about that. That would be so iconic, and especially if they get yeah. it. Like, I don't know if you remember that Assassin's Creed game. Um, was it Origins? I think it, it was Origins. It might have been Origins. I'm only looking yeah, at the one. I know what you're talking about. The one they set in Egypt. And I, I don't even like Assassin's Creed like that. But just seeing the way they built, rebuilt ancient Egypt, I was like, oh, wow, this is stunning. I want to pay $60 for it. But I didn't. But, like, it looked so nice. So I imagine what. Because which studio is this? Is this um, not. This isn't Naughty Dog, is it? for god of Uh, war War, this version of god of war is sony santa monica so if sony santa monica thank you for that but if this is sony santa monica gets their chance on like to rebuild like ancient egypt and oh my god it'll be so amazing i'd love to see yeah that would be that would i would love that and then kratos you know originally he was kind of a brown man for him to be even more brown and not pale anymore Mm -hmm. that would kind of i mean he's pale because he has the ashes of his passed on him but (laughs) (laughs) not because he lives in the cold but (laughs) do you know the lore of kratos like why he's like that white so kratos is greek he's like he's yeah he's greek so you know he's like kind of brown and he Mm. used to be tan but basically in the original god of war trilogy or not the trilogy but the original god of war the god of war before kratos Ares, he tricked kratos into killing his own family and so he was cursed to have the ashes of his family bonded to his skin. Whoa. And that's why his skin is white. Whoa, that's terrible. My <laughs> goodness. <laughs> that's terrible. That's why I was saying this game, like literally the progression of Kratos' character from the original God of War to these two um, reboot games. Like Kratos used to be this like super vengeful, angry, distraught person. Like he was just like a ball of anger and hatred and now Mm -hmm. to see this version of him where he's a father and he loves his he openly hugs his son love that growth character development yeah like the character development really like eats like pause let me i'm gonna go on a tangent here i'm I'm trying to stop myself but yeah this game is just amazing go ahead i love that like it's so good because usually like some people say oh this game's overhyped but like the fact that it actually lives up to the hype because this game was like people were like 
this is gonna reinvent you know the world and i'm glad it turned out really well and yeah like, it's sold and it's selling really well and i didn't it, like sweep at the game of the years yeah it's slow about the game of the years um i so as far as people thinking this game's gonna reinvent something i don't think it did personally i think it's still just a really mm-hmm. amazing story though and that's right. one, I think we said this on a previous podcast when we were talking about the Game of the Year awards. Elden Ring won, and it deserved to win because it did something new that hadn't mm. been done before, you know? And God of War, Ragnarok, it's not doing anything that hasn't been done before, but it's still a great game. It's like Demon right. Slayer. Mm. Like, Demon Slayer it's is not doing anything. Well. Yeah, it's not doing anything that's completely brand new, but it's still an amazing story, and it's doing it well. Like, it's not as, like, simple as Demon Slayer, but it's, you you get what I'm trying to say, right? No, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's taking what's already been built, but just, like, making it really great. Like, it's making it, like, it's taking all the best of all these things. Yeah. Um, The only um, criticisms I I have, oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, 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 go ahead. The only criticisms I have about the game, as far as, like, gameplay wise because i don't have any criticisms as far as the story i I really love the story of 2018 and ragnarok gameplay wise they did this really weird thing where like they handhold you a lot so god of Mm. war like first of all a lot of people were complaining about the amount of puzzles in this game and i'm like when i hear that i'm like y'all don't have y'all ever played god of war like ever like all of god of war games are puzzle platformers like literally it's like puzzle games like these games are this this new uh two-parter is not a platformer but the previous games like it was a bunch of puzzles and platforms and so the puzzles are to be expected but back to what i was saying about like the hand-holding thing they would do this really weird thing where there would be a puzzle in the area and they would have your the characters in your party be like hey there's a puzzle nearby or hey hey maybe you should try this hey you should try this or maybe you can do it like this and it will work instead of just letting you figure it out on your own Mm. like i feel like they should have had it set up to where to let you try to figure out the puzzle for like a good 10 minutes and then after then after a certain time period, then you have the side characters chime in like, hey, maybe try this or try doing that or have an option to turn it off completely. Yeah. yeah, I'm shocked they didn't do, since they had several difficulty modes, I'm shocked they didn't just do that for like automatically for easy and then like time it for five minutes for normal and 10 minutes for hard and like 15 minutes for expert or something. Like I'm shocked and they yeah, didn't maybe, change Maybe that. it is different. Maybe it's different. Cause I think I'm pretty sure there's two other levels after the level I was playing at. So maybe it is mm. different at the higher ones. Got you. Oh, there's two. Oh wow. So like there's easy, normal, hard, expert, and like godlike or something. Yeah. Last level is called give me God of War, which is, I heard it's just like <laughs> insane. Like, like <laughs> you literally want to kill yourself. <laughs> I feel like 2022 was the year of punishing games because imagine playing like Elden Ring and then God give me God of War level God of War. That's like I tried to be an Elden Ring girly, but it was too much going on. (laughs) It was too much going on in that game. I like watching people play it though. Souls games are a whole like I'm a like listen, I'm a kitty gamer. Breath of the Wild Lionels are scary. Yes, they are. So Ooh. I'm not going to step into the Elden Ring Bloodborne arena. That's just not my ministry. See, so I'm yeah. I'm a Lionel assassin, but Elden Ring was too much. <laughs> it was just way right. too much for me. And speaking yeah. of of uh, Tears of the Kingdom, was that's what it's called, right? The next Zelda, yeah, Breath of the Wild. It is. See, 
I was worried about, I was wondering if I should even talk about this because Nintendo has showed us like five screenshots. The trailer was like, like the trailer, I guess the Breath of the Wild trailer in 2016 was just, or I think it was 2016 or 2017. It was so good, so innovative that this trailer, like we, okay, we see some underground areas. That's cool. We see some vehicles that can let you fly in the sky. Um, you see like they actually have ca- like these car like hovercraft things which are very cool um, so they're showing you modes of transportation they're showing us like I'm just curious are they doing a Majora's Mask because it looks like the same map but I don't know if they're just doing like the Majora's Mask thing and and for those who don't know like Ocarina of Time came out was like get was praised as like one of the best games of all time and then Majora's Mask came back and it was like very similar but it was like had the the, the moon change the world type thing like it, it was like a timer um it made everything much darker um I didn't play it but I just that's just what I've heard um so correct me if I'm wrong if that's not exactly what Majora's Mask is but it was a much grittier much darker version of like the Ocarina of Time engine world etc and so I wonder if they're just going to do like, okay, y'all know this world, you've been here, here's the same map, but just we'll add some things in the sky, a little mm-hmm. bit underground, and then here's like a Majora's Mask, like maybe extra blood moon type thing. And I don't know. I mean, some people love Majora's Mask. They say it's the best Zelda ever. Um, but those all those pe- that that group of people also say Mario Sunshine is the best Mario ever. So I'm, I'm like these types of people are seems to be the same type of people. So I'm curious. They're very much like I'm not like the other girls type type individuals. Deep so, cut, deep cut games, right? Like you like Ocarina of Time. I like Majora's Mask. And it's like I get it. I get it. I was like I only like indie games. You're talking about Zelda. Indie games franchises of all time. Please. Yeah, y'all don't y'all don't know. This is a deep cut. Y'all don't know nothing about Majora's Mask. <laughs> Some of the most popular games of all time. Right. Huh? <laughs> Like please, oh, I'm I'm not a I'm not a Mario sixty four kid. I'm a Mario Sunshine kid. Please, please. <laughs> okay. Um. So to me, I'm nervous, but also the fact that Nintendo hasn't showed us much makes me excited because they might be like withholding things so that we can be surprised. Um, I don't know how I feel if it's the exact same map. I hope there are at least some new areas on land, but yeah. I do like that you can go in the sky and underground. That's very cool. Um. Yeah, I'm nervous. Not gonna lie, but I'm not trying to make my expectations so high. But I'm. I'll wait and see. Um, how do you feel about it? I mean, are you? Did you see the trailer? I haven't seen. If there's a new trailer you're talking about, I haven't seen it. The last thing I saw was when the queen died, and that's when they announced the game. Against <laughs> <laughs> the game title. The- <laughs> when they when they posted that we will postpone. <laughs> The, the release of the title for this game. They were so cause, sick cause for timely that. events. I was like, what are you talking about? Timely events. Queen dies. Oh, next Zelda is called Tears of the Kingdom. Like, damn. <laughs> but that's, I just feel like a, a general excitement for the game. Um, I really loved Breath of the Wild. It took me two years to finish it, but I really loved the game. So I'm looking forward to taking another two years to finish uh, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Listen. <laughs> Maybe I'll finish same. it quicker this time, but we'll, we'll see. Right. <laughs> Um, they say it's double the size in terms double of the, gigs. No. Double size. They said Breath of the Wild was like eight gigs, and this is like fourteen gigs. And I was like, whoa! I Especially thought you were going to say double the size of like content. 
also be like, no, now no, but it might be gigs, like uh, sixteen gigs is near. Didn't we, we had a discussion the other I mean, day with the no, no, but, gig I mean, like, Ninten- but like Breath of the Wild was eight gigs. Like, Nintendo optimizes their games very well. So like if yeah. Breath of the Wild, which is that big, it was was eight gigs. Tears of the Kingdom being double that. That's like whoa. Um, like for Nintendo, that's massive. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a hundred gigs. Um, Maybe that's why they won't let they won't put um, Genshin Impact on the Switch. I think Genshin Impact is mm. a pretty big file. Oh yeah, and they probably won't optimize it because that takes a lot of time and work, and like a lot of studios don't even bother optimizing their games. So I wonder if yeah, that could be it. And just like the always online thing, Nintendo's online servers are not it they hit or miss <laughs> so mm-hmm. um i wonder yeah that could be it um but yeah um now it's time for me to talk about <laughs> this little game <laughs> i mentioned last episode i really game. feel about this indie game y'all like this game that y'all may, may never have heard of it just you know one of the most influential games of the past 15 years you know just you know something that y- y- you might <laughs> see it, like, something easy you know something casual um (laughs) um, but I mentioned this last episode and I did not get a chance to really express my joy and Mm -hmm. happiness with this game and so like this time I'm going to really talk about Mass Effect but this time I've progressed way more I've finished all of Mass Effect 1 and I've halfway well I would say 70% through with Mass Effect 2 um I just am doing side quests and I have not done the IFF mission yet because i want to get some more side quests done um so you bought the um legendary edition or something the one I that has did. all three yes okay yes thank you i did get the legendary edition because it was on sale on steam shout out to well i'm not going to say shout out to gabe newell because he hasn't given me portal three but i'll say <laughs> shout out to semi shout out to gabe newell get it back in the not get back in the booth get back in wherever video games are made and make portal three then we can say shout out to, to gabe newell um so anyway, uh, yes, I finished one and 70% finished with two. So I have like a good understanding of like what I like and what I don't like, what I think is great, what I think is mid. And so I really want to just praise and talk about the amazingness of this game. So like I said last time, I'm going off the cuff. I did not get a description <laughs> of characters and stuff, but it's about Commander Shepard. And you can either do um, Male Shepard, who's the default or you can customize his appearance and then you can do femme shepherd, a uh, female shepherd and like make her however you want. Of course, I'm going to give black female shepherd as I should. Um, I wish they also had voice edits. Cause not, not that like you need a black voice. I don't want to say that, but just like it's, it's outwardly Caucasian. So I wish that <laughs> like <laughs> you could have a little bit of variety in the tone of voice, but this is 2007. So I'll, I'll just the, the fact that it had character creation for like a big triple a game is already like, like there's a positive there you know like a step in the right direction so this game was released in 2007 um let me look let me give me one second because I wasn't planning to like read like (laughs) about it so it's made and developed by Bioware which is owned by EA boo unfortunately unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately um it is a trilogy of course there are spinoffs like Andromeda we don't know her but apparently it's okay. Like it's it's not a bad game. It's just yeah, not a great game. I heard it was game. bad. I, every everyone yeah. who talks about that game says it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, some people say the combat's good, but the story is garbage. So I'll take their word for it. Um, but the main games are a trilogy that started in 2007, um, and it is an RPG that is it's in a space 
um, galaxy exploration RPG, um, third person shooter that is um, set in the near future about a commander that is heading a ship called the Normandy called Commander Shepard and who will be um, appointed to be a specter to be to represent the human race in the galaxy with, along with other alien races that try to fight for peace against an antagonist in Mass Effect 1 that is seen as a rogue specter who is um, Saren and Saren is an alien who he is a Turian, I believe. Let me check. I think Saren's a Turian. There's so many races of 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 mm-hmm. species in this, and I love that it's so in depth. Um, but I can't always remember everybody. What everyone's? Um, yep, he's a Turian. Hold on, no, he's not. Yep, he is. I'm correct. Um, Saren, he is a Turian and a rogue specter who has sided with um, the. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> he is controlling um, an ancient race of civilized, of an uh, ancient race, an ancient civilization race of biotic machines called the Geth that were created by the, <laughs> this is a lot to say, the Geth, which are, which are mostly machines, rogue machines that were created by the, hold on, what's Tally's race? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. What's her race? She is a Corian. Yes, the Corian race created the Geth, and the Geth turned on them and went rogue. And Saren is taking control of the Geth and is trying to take over the galaxy. But we learn later, spoilers, that he is trying that he's not the one, the mastermind behind it. He is being controlled by um, Sovereign, which is a Reaper ship, and a Reaper is a prehistoric ancient technology machine sentient being all-encompassing semi-deity machine so it's like sentient machine um it thinks it's older than everything else it survived like millions of years and the reapers want to destroy all life and all other races so that they can enslave them and control their resources and then like commit genocide and mostly destroy the planet and it's a cycle, so they're going to continue to do it over and over and over again as they keep coming back. So they said, um, so they want to, they team up with Saren to control him, and mostly your job is to stop Saren, and then in the end, stop Sovereign, which is the Reaper ship. Um, along the way, you pick up amazing crew members, lovable people, um, funny individuals of all sort of alien races, so you're not just having humans on your team, you have... Um, Tali is a Corian. Um, you have uh, Liara is an Asari. Um, Garrus is a he is a uh, I just said it who he is. He is a Turian. Um, you have Rex who is a uh, Krogan. Um, and uh, Krogans are like ugh, I don't know how to describe every alien race but there's probably docs on wikis that's explaining what the different alien races of Mass Effect are. But you have yeah. this wonderful team and you work together um, to try to defeat the evil. And it's a great story, very movie-esque. And so I think the pros, I'm going to break down like what the pros are first of this game. The story. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I've played a lot of story games um, I've watched a lot of story games. Like, I think we all know the really famous ones, Walking Dead, Detroit Become mm-hmm. Human, 
this game. Oh, the Tribal Hunt game was a game, yeah. Right? I've never seen an RPG make me feel like this. Like, mm-hmm. I've never cared this much about so many different characters because your team is not small. You have like six different people in the first game, I believe. Um, and then in the second game, your squad gets even bigger. Um, but I, in the first game specifically, like you really care about the crew. You learn their stories, like you, you do side quests for them, but you actually want to do side quests for them because you care about them and you don't want them to get hurt. And like, they all have their strengths and weaknesses in terms of like strengths and powers. And then like, they have some great dialogue. Like Rex is hilarious. King Rex. Um, like I love him and I love him even more in the second game. <laughs> um, like they, there's so many characters that shine, like the dialogue makes these characters shine. Like the writing is fantastic. Y'all were pushing your pens. The dialogue options are great. Um, it feels like natural dialogue. It doesn't feel like, <clears throat> like I'm playing a video game necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love it. Um, it makes you feel like your crew is there with you and they're not just kind of people you go to like, like in RPGs where it's like, hi. And they say the same thing over and over again. It's not that like you talking, you get new dialogue options. You unlock new things. You can romance your crew. <laughs> um, <clears throat> shout out to Caden. Love a King. I want him <laughs> back. <laughs> um, I love the combat. It's great. Um, I'm not a big fan of shooters in general. I love RPGs that are like you wield a sword or like you do hand-to-hand combat of some sort. I'm not a big shooter fan in general. So um, I don't play many shooters. So enjoying, like, I love the fact that you get the different class differentiation so that you can pick, like, I want to be a biotic or half biotic, which means that you get like superpowers, like you can warp warp enemies and pull them and throw them. And like you use your sort of biotic powers to switch up the combat. So it's not just monotonous shooting and ducking and shooting and ducking and shooting and ducking. Like, like for me, those kind of games aren't that fun if I'm just going to be shooting the whole time. So the, the, the biotic powers makes it, gives it more variety. Um, they have six well in the first game there are several classes the adept the soldier the engineer the sentinel, the vanguard and the infiltrator um, I picked the vanguard because it's half and half like you get to be half biotic which means you get powers and then you also get pretty good guns um, I love <clears throat> oh I love the renegade and paragon system listen I wish more games had morality systems and I know some people don't like it they don't like like the fact that their choices like have impact in games i love it give me renegade give me paragon like tell me paragon is like you've done great things renegade means you're going you know obviously you're going against what the good side um i really love like truly truly love that whatever you say or whatever you do has consequences um and for someone who likes things clearly laid out like it's very easy to tell like the paragon option is at the top the not so like in between sort of mid kind of rude option is in the middle and the just the straight up time to get hit option is in the third um bottom left bottom right corner so i love being able to pick paragon options and like like i was full paragon i know some people like full renegade i'm not that rebel i'm not a rebel i'm sorry (laughs) i'm not gonna go against the good people so um yeah i love that system um, and I like it more in Mass Effect 2. 
because it keeps me on my toes. Like during dialogues, like during cutscenes, they'll sometimes be like, do a paragon option, click your right click on your mouse. And I'm like, oh, and if you miss it, you can <laughs> literally not save somebody. And I'm like, whoa, I was not paying attention for two seconds. Let me live. And not there was a scene, <laughs> right? No, literally there was a scene. There's a mission in Mass Effect 2 where the black guy, Jacob, his, we were going to, on a mission to find out what happened with his dad on this island. And then one of the, the people on the island come up to you. And if you don't immediately press right click when the blue comes up on screen, she's dead. And I said, whoa, I just got here. Um, now spoilers. I hate that I didn't spoil. I didn't say spoilers. Sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's an old game. I'm sorry. But yeah, <laughs> I, sh- I should have said spoiler warning. I feel bad. Um, I love the, there's so much I love about this game. I love the weapon variety. Like I'm not a big fan of like, oh, this gun is cool. Like gun enthusiasm in games. Like usually I don't care, but I really like how just good the weapon, when the weapons get good, they get good. Like when you get to level 20 plus, the weapons are just oh fantastic. And you get so many of them. And like, I, one thing I don't like about Mass Effect 2, I hate having to get more ammo. I hate it. I know that some people are used to that kind of thing because they're in other shooter games, but Mass Effect 1, you just had to wait for it to reload, uh, like for the cooldown to go down and then it'll just automatically have infinite ammo. I don't like having to find ammo and uh, it's just more headaches. Um, so I really don't like that. Um, and then the last positive, my goodness, if this game feels like they made this in 2007, but it felt like they were in 2047. Like they were so ahead of their time, the world building. They came up with all these alien races and gave them backstory, gave them lore, gave them like all this unique characteristics that separated them from one another. Visually, they all look very different. Like a Salarian looks nothing like a Krogan. A Krogan looks nothing like a Corian. Like all these people look so different. Um, like the enkindlers are just like octopuses like it's very not the enkindlers what are they called oh i can't even remember but they're very like there's so many unique um types of alien races the worlds are cool the just i love it the story it makes you want to keep playing because the story in the world is so interesting um yeah now the cons it's it's not that long it is a little long but it's not these are just nitpicky because like i love this game it might be like one of my favorites of all time so this is going to be very nitpicky of nia this doesn't mean that you will just you will agree with my disagreements the fucking mako this is the the mako is a rover that you take when you go to different planets so like you to in order to get to some side missions in mass spec one you have to go on this little what's it called tank like thing yeah and you have to terrain and drive it around the terrain and go pick up like metals and then go to your mission and you have to drive it so like you're when you're not in your ship you're in the mako i can't stand the mako i don't care how nostalgic it makes people feel the t- when you have to get to a certain area in the mako and your terrain is like blocking you from getting there i'm like why am i doing this why am I struggling to get over this cliff when I like it should just fast travel you? It should just it should just take me. Like I don't I hate it. I hate it because like the terrain in some of these worlds are terrible. Some of the terrain is like sharp cliffs and like deep drops, and then you get stuck in these ditches and you can't get out. And I'm like, why would you do this? Why would you make this? Why would you spend the time to do this only for me to get stuck? I hate it. 
there's no redeeming qualities of Mako. I'm sorry. And to continue, there's no redeeming qualities about the, 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 what's it called? I don't play it. The hammerhead in Mass Effect 2. It's the Mako, but a ship version. And I hate it. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Just let me go to my mission. Why are you making me drive these vehicles? Like, stop it. Like, I'm just trying to get the side quest accomplished. Take me to the building where I need to be. Stop making me drive all over the place. I'm not here to drive. Like, I don't get it. Like the hammerhead is even more frustrating because it goes faster, but I don't, but I, but it's like, it's so easily destroyed, like a couple hits and I'm dead. And I'm like, what's the point? What's the point? Oh, it's so frustrating. I hate it. Truly the game would be 10 out, like 11 out of 10, if not for the vehicles. Um, This is okay. Random. This is an accessibility thing. And it's a minor thing. I play on PC. I don't have a controller. I play on a mouse and keyboard. When you sprint, like the camera mo- shakes and it shakes like it move rocks back and forth and on yeah. like at first you might think it sounds like oh that's just a minor thing but like for me I get nauseous really easily so like when she's sprinting I'm instantly getting dizzy and I feel like that animation when you run is very unnecessary I feel like you could have just made her run fast and not made this camera do this wobbly shake cam like you're in a silent like you're in a, a, a indie film like you don't need to do that just keep the camera steady because I'm already like I have to literally close my eyes because it makes me so nauseous. So I wish there was an accessibility option to get rid of that animation because um, I would run more often if it didn't make me dizzy. Um, Thresher Maws are evil. Stop it. Like Thresher Maws are these big giant like boss fights. They're like these giant worms that come out of the ground and they kill your ship. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, I'm here for story. I'm here for lore and I'm here to kill like middle to mid range enemies. I'm not here to kill a giant worm out of the ground. No, put it away. Um, yeah, I, the some, okay. And this is a random thing. I wish the side quest felt as rewarding as the main quest. And I don't know how else to describe that because sometimes the side quests feel like to do listy. Um, Oh, is it a bunch and, of like fetch quests? Like go get this and yeah. go get this and bring this to this person. That kind of yeah, stuff. it's somewhat bring this to this person, but it's more like this people these this colony of Earthlings need help. Go save them. This um bad um how do I put it? This bad uh group of private uh pirateers are stealing cargo. Go go stop them from doing it. And it's like. Yeah, it's like a lot of trying to save the day missions, but it's at the same time afterwards, you just get kind of get like a thank you note and then that's it. Um, and I don't mind them. It's just that like they kind of get repetitive, like save this person, say, go pick this, go save this, do this. Um, but they don't feel as like they're really impacting the story as much as the main quests do. Um but I really wish um, they felt the same or that they impacted the story. Like after you do a side quest, I wish the game would like change the, the lore or story a bit, like depending if you finish a side quest, but I can't complain too much. Cause like I said, Oh seven, <laughs> they might be able to do something like this now, but back in the day, just doing this was ahead of its time. Um, yeah. Um, this. Okay. Now we're getting to the romance, the things that makes that things that really matters, <laughs> the true the bread and butter of Mass Effect. Um, I romance Caden because I know y'all live for Garrus. Like the Mass Effect community 
lives for Garrus. And he's not the alien a, looking one. He's the alien. Yep. He's a Turian. And listen, I get it. I love Garrus's personality, but I have to see his face. Like I can't not to recognize like he's an like I'm not trying to be alienist. I'm not trying to be racist <laughs> or anything. I'm just saying like I have to like there's some aliens that are good looking. Thane is great looking. Thane in Mass Effect 2 king. Fine ass king. So it's not that I'm alienist. It's just that Garrus is not giving visually what y'all say he's giving. And I love his personality. He's great, but he's not Caden. I'm sorry. So I romance Caden. And then spoilers, you something happens to where you lose your crew and Caden has gone back to be with the Alliance. He's no longer with you. And then he gets upset when he meets you again because you're working for a company that's not like great. And so I'm like, Caden, they saved me. You should just like, can we, can we talk about this later? Like, I just want to be, you just come with me, but he's not listening. Um, That made me very sad, but I understand time has passed. He moved on. I think he will come back to me because I'm not a cheater. That's what I'm saying. I've I've already looked at the spoilers. If you cheat on him, things happen. I'm not going to be, I'm a loyal person. I'm loyal. You said he's completely gone now, right? not gone gone it's just that he can't come back to your team yet um so he's just like doing his own thing on the side you don't really know where he is um so he's no longer a main character in the game um Mm -hmm. he's still alive but um just not a part of your crew um doesn't really want to talk to you um i mean he's just kind of upset that you're working for like the opposition kind of thing yeah because he's very like and the thing is i get it because i was there with him talking about we're the good guys we're the good people i get it but like Caden, can we push this aside and you just come back with me? Like, I get it. We can be mad on the ship. <laughs> like, um, but the thing is, I'm still faithful to him. I've not cheated. I've had several opportunities to cheat on this man and I have not. He's a I good man, not. Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I've literally had when Thane, listen, Thane, he's like the lizard man that, oh my God. And he's like, he's so enticing i could have cheated on everybody (laughs) and i didn't because that's how loyal i am i'm ride or die for kate and now my second gameplay who knows what'll happen who knows but for now i'm loyal i'm in it from with my man i trust i'm giving him space to 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 deal with the fact that i'm no longer working with the alliance i get it i get it he's disappointed in me but we'll come back together eventually i believe in him um but i won't lie if they let me romance Joker, Joker's the head of the ship and he's like yeah. very one liner. He's very funny. He's like a comic relief kind of, if this was a movie, Joker would be like the comic relief for sure. Um, but he's like very charming. If I, if we could listen, if I could cheat on anybody, it would be with Joker. The fact that they don't make him a romanceable option seems very ableist to me because he's not, he, um, uh, he uses a wheelchair. He's like has disabilities. And I'm like, so what are you saying? What are you saying? Like it's giving ableist. Um, let me romance Joker. Like what do you, wh- what's going on, Bioware? What are you trying to tell me? Um, but Joker's fantastic. Would love to, to me, Joker's giving what y'all think Garrus is giving. Sorry. Ooh, sorry. I think I'm, dr- I'm the, t- the, the Mass Effect community is going to be like, how dare you? Well, I'm sorry. This is just my opinion. Um, yeah also this is random i love the fact that mass effect 2 made the world smaller and that's going to sound really weird because usually 
the sequels are bigger and better but for me like mass effect one was like so much walking like the citadel is like that's like the main world it's like you're walking all of these long hallways (laughs) just to get to like the 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 garage and then you have to go all the way back up to the presidium and you got to go all the way it's a a lot of walking so i'm very happy they made the worlds more concise um yeah i have to say this game i've talked way too much very much too much but this game is incredible truly i i'm amazed that the that this game was even like funded and made and popular because it's so in-depth it's so great um if you're looking for a great story it's got it if you're looking for great combat it's got it if you're looking to read if you're just like hey i don't want to play a lot just give me codex what codex is like the the journal just let me read i want to read about what happened in the great contact war i want to hear about what happened with the geth i want to hear about what happened like on eden prime like like if you just want to read it's got it um truly 10 out of 10 i will replay this game whenever i feel sad and yeah can't wait from listen i know there was controversy about mass effect 3 because i lived through it i remember how (laughs) games gamers literally acted like mass effect killed their families on here ranting making 20 minute think piece videos about mass effect series is ruined because of mass effect 3 and i don't know what's coming i don't know what's coming i could agree with that statement this time in a couple months but for now y'all might have been a bit dramatic i'm sorry like mass effect 3 couldn't have been that bad <laughs> we'll see though maybe right. maybe she'll be taking all this back in like a few months or so listen we do another game so controversial things about mass effect 3 yes like, i listen people were acting like this was the the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of video games so I'm very nervous. Hey, I, in a couple months, I could be like, Corey, they were right. <laughs> the people were correct. <laughs> so we'll see. But I loved it. Yeah, I I tried playing Mass Effect. Because I, like, so how you feel about Mass Effect is how I feel about Bioware's other game, Dragon Age. Like, how mm-hmm. I feel the exact same way about Dragon Age. And Dragon Age is just Mass Effect, but medieval. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... I tried playing Mass Effect, but I think the the class that somebody had me choose, I was like in first per- person mode and I was shooting people mm. and I am not a fan of shooting games at all. So I just got very turned off and I, I think oh, I stopped yeah. like within like the first like four hours. Maybe I should pick it up again and choose a different class or something because I have Legendary oh, Edition yeah. as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I don't know what class that might have been the infiltrator, which is like the sniper class i believe um, yeah yeah that sucks they should have had you at least play soldier or, or vanguard or adept or something because then that's way more interesting so far um, yeah yeah and i definitely want to try dragon age too i'm excited yeah i just need them to remaster origins I, i'm praying ea wakes up one day and like you know what let's follow nintendo and just remaster our old games <laughs> and- ea said you want us to do something other than microtransactions um what? <laughs> who i don't even know what that is like anymore like a did game you mean games as a service did you mean loot boxes uh, you mean <laughs> dragon age online <laughs> oh no i heard they're doing that too oh god <laughs> ea see this is what i'm saying bio who microsoft what? no they're owned by 
I don't know who they're owned by. I need someone to Bioware purchase Bioware. By yeah. I need EA. Someone take them from EA because it's it's gotten it's gotten terrible. We need to we need to do something. <laughs> that studio, the people they are too talented to be working on Dragon Age Online. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nobody wants that. That's the thing. Nobody. We never asked for that. If somebody wants to play base. Bro, if somebody wants to play an online game, they gonna they're gonna play FF fourteen or something. Like they right. they don't want to play Dragon Age Online. Nobody's asking right. for that. Like people are like, oh my god, that's such a waste of talent and waste of time. Ugh. Save Bioware twenty twenty three. Yeah, pray for them. Like literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those were the two games we wanted to talk about, but I think like to wrap up, <laughs> it's almost an hour, <laughs> but just a little bit of time. We, I guess we wanted to talk a little bit about the news to close out. Um, yeah. So I posted a few articles um, about just things that have happened mostly in the last couple of weeks. Cause so much has happened. Like talk about a time in gaming, like oh, every yeah, other day it's out. like, yeah every other day it's like an update on the sony microsoft call of duty shenanigans um like lawmakers saying trying to lawmakers trying to figure out how to categorize nintendo is kind of hilarious though they're like they're like oh well um well we don't categorize nintendo as competition it's like okay but so you're but they don't have call of duty and then, and then they're saying, <laughs> but they're saying, oh yeah, but their games are colorful and fun. It's like, what, what do y'all want? What do you, we're then, trying to tell you Nintendo makes baby games. This is what we're trying exactly. to say. <laughs> so, so you're saying that games for children, right? It's just, and, and I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, do y'all know the average Smash player is not the age of five? <laughs> uh, 30 Smash years old. <laughs> literally. The average Smash player is literally 40 with 10 kids. Like they're not. Anywho. But we're not going to be talking about the Microsoft Sony Call of Duty shenanigans. That's that's law degree stuff that I don't really care to talk. We'll talk when it gets finalized. Um, yeah. But the big thing for this week, which just happened a couple of days, was Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are pulling out of E3 this year. So that Damn. does that mean? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean E3 is officially dead in the in the water? Because although other publishers might be there, this is like the first time I believe that all three of the big companies are not going to be there. It makes sense though, because all three of those companies already do their own things now. They have like the Sony has their state of play. They do it like mm-hmm. every few months or so where they show off the games they're coming out with. X- Microsoft has their thing. Nintendo, I can't remember what Nintendo is called, but they literally just had one like two the weeks Directs. ago. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. Directs. Like they all have their things now so it was only a matter of a matter of time before they're like like completely just pulled away but that's yeah that's That's actually really sad dang end of an era i mean it is because i like like for those of us who have not luckily like who have not been to e3 before like growing up you think like well one day i'm gonna go to e3 and then you never expect that e3 would die (laughs) before you could go to it um (laughs) Like, and it's not officially dead. I think Square Enix will be there, or I think a couple, I, I don't know. Let me see. It might be Ubisoft or like some other companies will be there, but it's just not the big three. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think E3 had a great run. I think that the pandemic also exacerbated the not need for E3 right now. Um, I feel like they should have pivoted 
couple years ago when Nintendo pulled out because Nintendo pulled out first when the direct started and then I feel like they were just like oh they'll be back soon I mean Nintendo would do show floors stuff but they wouldn't actually be there in person so I wonder what's the future for E3 um yeah I don't know uh will you miss E3 Corey yeah, I, I really, like you just said before, when you're a kid, you always want to go. And like, I've heard that E3 is really just like a press thing. Like, it's usually just for journalists, but I still wanted to mm-hmm. attend. Like, I feel like that'd be cool to like, I always yeah. see the videos of when like they first like announced like Final Fantasy 15 and like, you know, those big, like being able to watch the premiere live in person with the orchestra and whatnot. But right. maybe maybe the Game Awards is the next golden, I guess. <laughs> maybe. I wonder. Yeah, I think that if the Game Awards turns into like a partial convention, I don't know if it already is. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah sure that could mean. be it. Um, yeah, so anybody, if anybody's going to post their favorite E3 memories, please let us know. Tweet us, um, mention it in the Discord, wherever you want, want to contact us at. Talk about your favorite moments of E3. Um yeah, so on to our next piece of news. Oh my gosh, this is long, but the state of play just happened literally two days ago, I believe. Um, and it's Sony State of Play. Um, they showcase what they're going to be having um, <clears throat> released for the next couple of months and the rest of 2023. Yeah, because it just happened. There were a couple announcements. Um, here we are. The big thing that I took away, uh, did you see it first and foremost? I didn't I I didn't actually sit down and watch it this time because I didn't have time, but I saw a couple of the trailers, especially like for Resident Evil 4 remake and for what's the other game that I kept seeing? Oh, uh, Street Fighter 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those two were the big highlights because um <clears throat> I think that um <clears throat> I didn't watch the full thing, but I was watching people live tweet it. Um they focused a bit on the VR, PlayStation VR that's coming out um vr2 um and then they showed some footage of like Corey just said street fighter 6 and some new characters they're adding and they showed um you said it was new final fantasy uh no resident evil 4 remake. oh resident evil didn't they also show final fantasy i feel like they did but I don't um, know. They, Let me see. Let me see. They showed Final Fantasy a few times, so maybe it was the last okay. one. Like talking about Final Fantasy maybe. 16, right? I think so. Yeah, they showed. I'm like, I'm 100 percent certain that the Final Fantasy 16 was shown like a few months ago. So maybe it's mm-hmm. that one. You might be right. I think so too. And um, they also showed, but they said most of the presentation was the. Uh, is it the Suicide Squad game? Is that what it is? Oh yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, and that's like a co-op online, um, I don't know what it's called, but that type of game. Um, Yeah, I didn't really see much that interests me. I do think the Street Fighter characters are really cool. I like Street Fighter. Um, feel like I will definitely buy it. Um, Yeah, same for you. Yeah, but, um, and I'm also always interested to see what they do with the next Final Fantasies. Resident Evil's too scary, so I won't play it. (laughs) I think (laughs) those are not my games. Resident Evil 4, I've watched it played. I think it's a great game. I personally won't play it because I'm like Nia just said it's too scary. But they, yeah. the remake looks great. So I'm looking forward to watching somebody stream that or make a YouTube series. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I feel like those games are quite scary for me. Um, there's one game called Tisha. 
Um, it's I think this might be a PlayStation Plus game, but it looks like an indie sort of like island setting. Um, not a farming game, but it looks sort of like uh, I don't even know how to what to, they say it takes the street. No, I don't know what to even describe it as because I only watched the trailer briefly. But in the trailer was sort of just like showcasing the world and how pretty it is. It might be an RPG. I think it'll be fun. Um, yeah, other than that, nothing really else caught my eye. Um, I was expecting, I guess, more, but I don't know if they have that ready in store. Um, yeah, is, did anything else really catch your eye for like the next um, out of the lineup that you saw or anything announced? Nothing that I saw, like everything that they announced has already been talked about for a while. Like they've mm-hmm. been talking about Resident Evil. They've been talking about Street Fighter for like a while now. So there's nothing that I saw that was like, oh my gosh, like can't, can't believe this. So yeah, nothing really this time. I'm sure over the, over the summers when they really do like the big announcements. Right. Like the really, that is really true. big stuff. Yeah, they probably have a state of play planned for like June or July. So I, I think, really hope that, that they... called? it's called like Summer <laughs> Games Fest or something like that. Mm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Isn't Jeff Keeley he hosts that too? I think. Yeah. So that's when yeah, they do that... like the really big like oh wow like they're they're doing this and whatnot. So yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be controversial. I kind of miss Uncharted a bit. I kind of wish they would do like a reboot or a remake of or a remaster of Uncharted. Um, those games are just kind of like. I don't know. I feel like like I feel like they still of course acknowledge them cuz the movie came out, but like I miss the, like watching people play those. I miss that era. So I feel like an uncharted reboot of some sort would be very fun. Um yeah. That is about the state of play. Um next news. Um sad news. I saw this just now and I was like, "No!" But I knew this would happen. Um, Square Enix snuffs out Luminous, the studio behind Forspoken. Damn. So for those who don't know, yeah, those who don't know, the Forspoken was the black female-led Square Enix game, the isekai magical sort of um, RPG. And it did not do well. Gamers review bombed the heck out of it. Um, uh, p- uh, publications also gave it like 6 out of 10 and 5 out of 10. And I was shocked because they'll even give mid-games eight so um i have one part of me was like is it because she's black or is it just the game that bad um yeah and then seeing that they've immediately got rid of the studio that was responsible for it it makes me feel really like discouraged because i it's like you as a black video game player especially as a black woman you think you want to be able to fail and still get other chances but I feel like Square Enix is going to use this as saying, see, nobody wants black characters. We can just go back to doing our sort of European white adjacent characters. And I feel like that's not the message. <laughs> like, I feel like this game, ugh, I don't know how to even describe where it went wrong because I didn't play I like, it, of course. But yeah, from all the because I, I didn't play it as well because i'm not gonna lie after that one podcast me and nia did where we heard how they described the main female character i had ho- no hope for the game but from yeah. what i saw watching other people play it and watching other people review it, especially black content creators review the game 
the main character herself wasn't really the problem it was the game like the world mm. itself was very like it was one of those giant open worlds that's kind of empty um gotcha. i heard that the story was kind of ass especially like the last final fight was like terrible um a lot of the dialogue the dialogue from what i saw people were kind of clowning on the dialogue but in my opinion the dialogue is the same as any like mcu movie so it's not <laughs> it wasn't right. that big of a deal like y'all eat that stuff up any other time so right. i think this game right. it's not this game is not from what i've seen and from what i can gather this game is not horrible it's just a mid it's like a, a five right. out of ten mm. and so it's something that you should buy when it goes on sale and not for sixty dollars or seventy dollars right yeah and that's unfortunate because like i wish that this was a great game that because it's like you would think because like if this if this game was really well done and really well made and it was like a revolutionary game or great for uh just like unanimously unanimously love that could have set a wave of like more black protagonists and i don't know but i feel like this is just gonna people in the industry are just gonna say oh it's not the game that's bad it's the protagonist so i feel like that's i hope that there are more black female protagonists after this and this is not just their way of saying we'll see nobody bought it it's like no you made not a great you didn't make a great game um yeah so that's sad news um i don't know it's a complicated situation um but last piece of news last but not least the big cahoots the big drama Ubisoft is having a terrible couple of years. (laughs) Ubisoft is in struggle mode. Um, They've canceled more unannounced games. Its share price has plunged. And they're they're banking on not only just trying to like, they are, because Just Dance underperformed this year. Um, A lot of their big heavy hitters that they used to count on um, did not make money this year. The Mario versus Rabbids didn't sell as much as they wanted it to. Um, I think the last few Far Cries did not sell as much as they wanted it to. They are get, they are banking on Avatar to literally save them this year, or else they'll have to lay off people. Who knows what's going to happen? Ubisoft is a massive company, um, so I don't know how many employees they have, but they are in struggle mode. Um, and it's kind of crazy to see it because just a couple of years ago, they were literally dominating the competition. Um, yeah. What do you think um, about Ubisoft? Have you played Ubisoft games recently in the past couple of years? They have 20,000 employees. That's what? <laughs> 20,000? Jesus. Ubisoft Doing what? is what? Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah. Assassin's what- Creed, Far Cry. Um I think oh beyond good and evil that 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 game's never coming out. <laughs> All of y'all who want beyond good and evil 2, I'm so sorry. You might have to give up on that dream. Um yeah, Tom Clancy games. Okay, um, so yeah. I, last time oh, I the, played All the Just Dance games. Yeah, the Rabbids, Rayman, that kind of stuff. I played I played the Rabbids game games, some of them on like playstation 3 or 4 i cannot remember for the life of me the one the last time i actually sat down and played a, a assassin's creed game like assassin's creed has never been my thing yeah i think i played the very first one and just wrote it off immediately <laughs> <laughs> yeah same uh i don't know what it is about assassin's creed i tried to play like three of them and i'm like why is this not hitting for me um yeah Oh, they also did the Prince of Persia game that I think was on the PS2. Yep. Oh, I remember and that game. Did. Yeah. 
Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. one they did, and they also did. Um, let me look. Let me Rainbow Six series. That's the Tom Clancy. Okay, I played Rainbow Six Siege. So okay, okay. yeah, but that was also they did a long Splinter time Cell. Ago. Yeah, they did Ghost Recon, Splinter Cell. Which they are all have Tom a lot Clancy of games, games under their their belt. Wow, for them to be flopping they like do. this, right? Like. They said that Just Dance, which is like one of their biggest money makers, did not sell as well as it did. Um, I feel like the last Far Cry I really like remember people talking about was like Far Cry Five or Far Cry Four. Is I think um, Five might be their most recent one. Is it? I feel like Four was the one that people were like, "Oh, this is a big deal." Um, but let me see. They I'm gonna see all their. There's a bigger list of their games. Oh no, I'm wrong. Far Far Cry Six is the most recent one because it had okay. that um one actor. Uh, what's his name? Oh my god. Oh, I think I'm I know who you're talking about. The actor name? on the front cover. Yes, his last name is like. Oh, this is gonna bother me. It's not Espinoso, is it? Let me see. And you said Far uh, Cry Five. Giancarlo Espos- Esposito. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Far Cry Five had a nine out of like the the ratings are good, so it must yeah. have like some y'all were buying. It's two thousand eighteen, okay, so it's been a couple of years. Um, okay, so they have they have a few Star Trek games. Um, they have, um, of course, Assassin's Creed. Um, wow, they have so many. Like, there's <laughs> the list of games are like it's incredibly long. Um, but they're most known for Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia, Tom Clancy's games, Watch Dogs. Oh, they did Watch Dogs. Okay. Um, the Crew. The I heard the last game, Watch Dogs wasn't that good. Oh, was it? Dang. Um, the Crew, Watch Dogs, Trackmania. I've never heard of it. <clears throat> it's a racing game. Trials. And then Rayman. Oh, the Trials. Like the bike game? The one that people play on YouTube? I think that might be it. Um yeah, so they have a lot of games. Um, for me, the last time I played a, 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 a Ubisoft game might have been Rayman. I got it on discount for Steam and I didn't finish it, but it was fun while I played it. Um, yeah, I feel like the last couple Assassin's Creeds have definitely fallen off in terms of like press. Like I remember people used to make like a big deal when a new Assassin's Creed came out and now I just don't hear anything about them anymore. Um, and I feel like maybe it could be the open world genre is so different now, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I feel like they're banking on the, the success of like the avatar movie to make like the avatar game do well, but I don't know if that's a good thing to bank on. Cause casual, I don't know if casual players even know that the avatar game is coming out. Um, and cause a lot of casual viewers are people are not just, not just gamers, love that like gamers like avatar but the gamers don't like avatar like like regular viewers do like regular yeah. movie watchers do um i don't know i mean i feel like ubisoft has had a lot of controversy in the last couple of years i'm not quite as, as informed about what's gone on with them but it seems like from their wikipedia page that there were like some terrible things that have happened like misconduct sexual assaults controversies my goodness um so or harassment it might have been i'm not sure but um i don't know i feel like there's too many employees like there's too many people Twenty thousand employees like making what games 
I, I don't know. They need to regroup and figure out what to do because I don't even know what the future for Ubisoft is because none of their game in, games really interest me anymore. What about you? Yeah, I've never been really interested in their games in the first place, so this doesn't really like, affect me. Um, I feel bad for the 20,000 <laughs> employees, though. That's kind of crazy. Like, right? So many That's more than... You're not doing that me, well. That might be more than Sony. Let me... Before I even, before I even talk... I don't know, because Sony's a huge company. Like, they... Right. Like, we were just talking about... Because you have the Sony the gaming, gaming ones. And then, right. like, they have all of them, the gaming studios that are under them, too, that are technically Sony as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't see the list of employees on Wikipedia, but... You're right. Yeah, that is... That 20,000 is crazy. Um, yeah, I just feel like... Who knows? I mean, maybe in a couple of years we'll see Microsoft try to buy Ubisoft or like some publisher might come up and like take a couple franchises from them and revamp them or something. Yeah. Um, because if the manage if the upper management's like making terrible decisions and the games aren't selling, then we know how that works. Um, yeah, I feel bad for all the Ubisoft fans, people who like their games. Um, if Avatar can save the company, we'll see. Um yeah, and that was all the news I had for the day. Um, thank you all for listening to us just talk about games. Um, uh, yeah, we've done a pretty, I think we did a good job of recapping and talking about the news. So if you want to hear us do more of these, please let us know. Um, we, like we said, <laughs> please don't hold us to a schedule, but we will try our absolute best to do more of these. Um, yeah, and we can talk about more about what we're playing next time and just have a good time. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye.